Hello and welcome to The Grey Witch. My name is Alana Grey Tiger and today I'm really excited because I have my first guest on, which is my fiance. The reason I wanted to have Billy on today is because um, he and I both run our own businesses and we both started them around the same time, but I would say we're pretty successful with the businesses that we run, mostly because we are happy and we've learned to attract the clientele that we really love to work for. Yeah, so, um, I mean, I guess I'll just start when I first, like, started doing entrepreneurship stuff. Uh, I was probably, like, I don't know, seven or eight, and I would, people would pay me to eat bugs and stuff. And yeah, me just, too. <laughs> That's so something we talked about when we were younger. We both would do things for money. Like, we've always, I'd say about the same time, I was, like, yeah, money motivated. Yeah, totally. And, uh, yeah. And then it just, like, I was always just, like, and then I remember middle school, I was, like, making duct tape wallets and selling them. And then I was just always doing shit like that to just try and make money. And then high school, I started selling Pop-Tarts. I got really good with it. And I was actually making, like, a lot of money. Like, teachers were buying off of me and stuff. It was really funny. Yeah. I think, ironically, my business now is cleaning houses and... Other than eating bugs as a kid for money, um, some other thing I started in second grade was I would start to clean out kids' desks for money, like, and organize them, because I really love organizing and keeping things clean. And um, I also would trade doing that for lunch tickets. I'm trying to think about, as I got older, things I did. I mean, there's been a lot of periods of time where I've done things for, um, you know, to try to make my own money on the side rather than working for someone. For instance, for a long time, I did make and sell jewelry, and I did start that, actually, when I was a teenager. Yeah, um, so now my business is, I'm in construction, mostly carpentry and, like, finished work and stuff, but, um, yeah, I've just always, like, otherwise, I've always worked for people, but I was always doing something on the side of my own to, like, try to make extra money and stuff, and then, um... Yeah, I just decided, like, you know, I'm working with all, especially in construction, there's a lot of contractors that are, like, good with the work, but, like, they don't know how to run a business or understand any of that. Or they're, like, good with business and they have no idea anything about carpentry or construction. So I just kind of, you know, I got sick of that. And I was like, if these idiots can make money on their own, I totally can. And, uh, but I guess my real, like, first business was the uh, cutting boards when COVID happened and stuff. I was still working, but I was just, like, kind of more so bored. I had more time in my hands because the gym and everything was closed. So I started making um, charcuterie boards with, like, epoxy and stuff. And I started getting into, like, the woodworking. And then I actually started my LLC for that before I even went on my own with the construction. And then I did. And then, yeah, then here we are now. Yeah. Just doing it. And I basically started during COVID as well because I was bartending. And I've always liked jobs where I had the incentive of making more money like via tips, like bartending, um, and kind of being able to pick what nights I wanted to work around my schedule. But I still did really enjoy the flexibility of working for myself. But during COVID, yeah, with the gym being closed, I was super bored and I started buying or actually getting used furniture as cheap as I could and then flipping that and selling it. But um, I kind of, wasn't really sure if that's really something I wanted to go full into because it is a difficult market, especially in the area that we're in. But I decided to put advertising up for cleaning in my community because cleaning has been something that I've always 
love to do, like I said. And um, I got really busy super fast, actually. Just within the community I was living in, I had a lot of business. And yeah, so that's about how I started. And now I've gone through two years of that. And I've definitely learned a lot about it, about running my own business and what things that I personally like to do. But I think the most important thing that Billy and I could both say is that we followed what we were passionate about and what we actually enjoyed doing. And we didn't worry too much about the money. Of course, we want to make money. But when we both started these businesses, it was more just about we wanted to explore like a new interest of ours and just see what would happen with it. We weren't so scared about the outcome. It was just doing what we wanted to do. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, there's a few things you said there that I really agree with, especially like the flexibility and just um, being able to have like, you know, like I can make my own schedule. So obviously we go on a lot of hikes and stuff and do all like these crazy adventures together. So it's nice that we can both easily like schedule those in and not have to worry about like, asking for a day off or anything because I mean it's us that we're working for yeah. so it's really nice and uh, yeah the being passionate thing is like a huge uh, like if you're not passionate about whatever you're going to start and go into like there's really no point to do it because like running an old business is definitely stressful and hard and if you don't like like love absolutely love what you're doing it's just going to make it really shitty and more miserable because even if you love and do it, it's going to push your bounds on it because, I mean, you're still doing what you love, but you're also doing, like, a business part. So you're adding more tasks than, like, things that you don't love. So, like, you got to, like, really see the vision of what you want for it and everything. Yeah, and definitely just see how it incorporates into a life that you would want to be living. Because if it's something that's taking up all your time and it's, like, that's not actually what you wanted to do, learning how to construct the business to be more of what you do want to do yeah i mean there's a few things too like i really love the carpentry and the construction what i do but i wouldn't um there's other things i like to do too but i wouldn't want to like start a business with them even though i know i can make money with them like um i could probably get into like computer programming if i really wanted to learn that task but i know it's just not something and i can make a lot of money starting a business with that but it's not something i want to like pursue because it's just not really of interest of me so i don't want to i don't see the point of putting my time and energy into something that isn't even though it makes me the money it's not going to make me happy when i'm doing it like when i go to work now doing the construction and everything i love all the moments of it i love the actual work me making the money is just like a bonus part of it and the other cool thing with like the entrepreneurship stuff is like when you're really into it and you're really into the business part it makes it almost double fun because you're doing a hobby that you absolutely love but then if you really love the business and entrepreneurship you're doing that also so it's like a double take of you're just enjoying every moment of it yeah i definitely agree because Computer science, actually using that example, was something that I did start trying to learn because I know that I could because I used to do it as like a side hobby when I was in middle school. I think you did too. I like the coding. Like you, oh, you never messed around with that? Well, no. I used to mess around with coding <laughs> when I was a kid, mostly because of Tumblr. So I'd try to create my own um, whatever you do with the themes and stuff. And um, I've always... Um, 
what was it? Oh, like, yeah, with, with my job and how much I do like it, it is really great because I do like going to work now and I look forward to the people that I work with and I've gotten close with them just like you have with your clients too. And um, it's like enjoyable all around and I get to like listen to podcasts and stuff too while I'm cleaning and you do the same thing when you're working. So it almost feels like just in time for us to just really enjoy ourselves and then still make good money. Yeah, and then also you know, well, we are able to come home and still continue doing the other things we love to do, our other hobbies, like going to the gym, you with yoga, me with jiu-jitsu, just all, like, the things yeah. we really want to do. We can still fit all those in. Um, but there's still, like, before you, like, think about taking a leap for a business, there's still a lot, like, you want to consider. Um, like, I... I didn't really like jump into it. I didn't just like quit my job and was like, fuck this, I'm going into it. Like, I had, I did have like a safety net for things like didn't go, like, I had money saved up and I was ready to like, you know, maybe not get so many clients for a few months and stuff just because I'm not gonna, I don't wanna put myself in a really bad position first. I do wanna like, a good thing I've heard that I agree with is like, once you're like, start doing side work and once you side work gets too much and your other job is in the way of your side work that's like a good time to really go off on your own is when you have like that clientele base and everything to continue through with. yeah that's what happened with me when i was cleaning and then when the bars did open back up during covid i ended up quitting the bar because i just didn't have the time for it anymore it was it was getting in the way of it wasn't getting in the way of my business so much. I mean, occasionally it would, and I would work a lot of double days, even like cleaning three houses a day. It got really crazy, um, but I had to quit that job because it was actually taking away from the things that I enjoyed to do outside of work. So I wasn't having any more time to go to the gym and like keep myself stable, mentally stable, like throughout the week if you're just working continually you'll get burnt out yeah totally and another thing is too that i've um heard some people say and like saw a few quotes on instagram when i used to have it and stuff <laughs> was like um oh fuck what was that i just had on my head oh it was um have your business work for you not you work for your business oh, and yeah. um i really like that because it's like when you do start your own business, like I said, you know, you're not just doing like the technical work and such. You're not just doing like if you're a baker, you're baking. And if you're a construction guy, you're building houses and shit. You're not just doing that when you start your own business. Now you're also an accountant and a manager and all this other stuff for the business part of it. So it's really easy for all that to start getting in the way. And typically if you're more hands-on type worker you're not going to like that kind of work so then when you start doing those other tasks that's what can really wear on you and definitely take a toll on like you just mentally and um it can take away from the quality of your work and such so that's like one thing i i'm really big on is yeah i've totally had that too yeah just trying to make sure like you know you got to remember that your business like is separate from your actual life. Like you have this business to live your life. Like you don't live for your business. Your business lives for you. Like it's you got to get it to where your business 
is just separate from your life. You can't be always thinking about it. Unless that's truly like, I know like Gary Vee, he's just all fucking hustle, 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 but that's what he loves to do. Like that is his life. If that is like your life, then yeah, go for it. But most people, that's probably not going to be it. So you got to make sure to like try and separate that. Yeah, when I first started cleaning, I would work so much that I was getting really burnt out and I wasn't enjoying it as much. And like Billy said, the quality of the work can sometimes start to go down because you're not putting your passion and your love into it. So that kind of leads me into some lessons. I, Billy said not to call them mistakes because they more are like lessons though about business that we've kind of learned along the way. Yeah, um, I mean, one big one, there's so many that it's like hard I mean, there's like pricing. That's a big, especially if you're doing more like contracting work, which is basically yeah, what totally me and Yeah, it depends on the type of work. Yeah. Um, so obviously, like, I go do an estimate and then I have to figure out like the time, the material, all those things. It's um, the pricing takes a little bit to get used to because you don't want to price too high where the people are just never going to talk to you again because they think your price is too high. But you also don't want to, you know, shortcome yourself. You got to make sure you're paid for your time and such. So that takes a little bit of time to like kind of learn. Um, another thing is just, I know we talked about the clientele you get too. Because, um, mm-hmm. I mean, it depends what you're doing. Obviously, if you have like a storefront, your clientele is going to, you know, anybody can kind of walk into your store. And um, if they got the money, you're, they're going to buy the stuff. So that the clientele doesn't, I feel, work so much for that or apply. But when you're doing contracting work, especially like... You know, you're cleaning somebody's house or you're doing work in their house and you're adding like additions and things. Um, the type of people that you're going to be dealing with as clients have to uh, kind of be in line with you, I feel. They have to have like, you both have to have the same understanding of each other and the quality of work um, you both expect. And, you know, you both have to be in sync. Otherwise, it's like both people lose. Like, they're going to lose out if you guys just don't work out too as much as you're going to lose out on them maybe like firing you or not wanting to pay you and just so many things like a great clientele base is definitely really important for more contracting type work yeah and i definitely think we could talk a little bit towards the end about how we've been able to attract really great clientele but i would say that was sort of like a lesson i learned in the beginning was saying yes to essentially everybody and not really realizing my work my worth because i was working for people that didn't really appreciate the value that I was bringing to them. So, were you going to say something? Yeah, no, I totally agree with that too. A lot of, I've done a lot of work for people that just don't see the value in the work I do. Um, A lot of people think like, you know, anybody can do like contracting work. It's an easy job. Like anybody can... Almost look down on you. Yeah, and I mean, I, I... kind of get where that stereotype comes from because like the trades there's a lot of people that are just abuse alcohol and drugs and such and it's definitely just one of those jobs that a lot of people have addictions and problems end up just falling into but um there's actually i mean it is a lot to it and especially to be like an actual good contractor and produce quality work there's a lot of skill and knowledge and it takes years to learn and master that so yeah, and that's something that you have been working at for years. It's not like you just, you did just jump into your business, but that was something that I think is like a really important thing to remember is not really to just jump into something, but you were learning this trade for a long time. And cleaning is 
you know, a, something that I've always done, so I can say the same. It's not like I ever worked for anyone as a cleaner, but just my own personal practice of cleaning gave me a lot of experience. But I did learn a lot along the way, too. Cleaning other people's houses is a lot different than cleaning your own house, so there was a lot of things that I had to learn that were different. Yeah, totally, and uh, I agree with that, too. Like, working, if you just work on your own house, it's one thing. But when uh, you're working for somebody else and they're paying you, it ho- holds you to a higher standard or it should hold, hold you to a higher standard to produce quality work. Like when I do stuff on customers' houses, I make sure it's nicer than if I honestly did on my own house. Like yeah, I'm, me too. I'm very big on like – I'm definitely perfectionist when it comes to it. Um, but that's another thing I had to get like better with not being too nitpicky of my own work because then – it, my work is still really high quality, but I can always I'll always find something wrong with it, and that yeah, can me just. Yeah, too. I'll always forget that little piece of dust that I just couldn't yeah. reach with the vacuum or something so dumb. Something that nobody else would ever notice. Yeah, um, and there's no re- like that could be a mistake. It's just like that's where that imposter syndrome comes in and that perfectionism. Yeah, like you gotta um, when you do want to start your own thing, you can't really get too stressed about making sure you do like the best job ever. I remember like the first time I cleaned, I did a really good job. Um, and I was like feeling like I wasn't like they paid me too much, even though they paid me exactly what I was deciding to charge, but I wasn't used to like charging that amount of money before per hour. Yeah. We've talked about that before, especially like, um, with me just like building my business more and, um, do, producing more high quality work and such and like kind of up in my prices you definitely have to feel um very confident in your own like what you put yourself as as your own value you definitely got to value your work as much because if you don't value your work nobody's going to yeah definitely like for cleaning i did feel like kind of you know it does feel like a job that's like lower type of people would do but when I really look at it the people I work for they're just so busy and they appreciate what I'm doing so much that you know they they literally are they love when I come like they're excited about it yeah totally put a lot of passion into it and you know it helps them so much so they see that value yeah and uh Putting the passion into it is a big thing too. I've heard a lot of my clients say how they love how passionate I am about the work I do. Um, I mean, think about it. If you go to anywhere and you're going to get something done, like you're going to get your car fixed. And you just you, got your hair done. Yeah, or my, I just got my hair done. And, you know, you got somebody there that's just like kind of annoyed they have to take you. You're like, it's just not going to be a good experience for either one of you. But if you got somebody that's passionate and like just wants to do the best job they can for you, it's it's totally different and it's also going to add more value like i'm gonna i'm cool paying a barber thirty dollars instead of 20 if he's really gonna care and really like he's really into what he does because it's just you know i don't want to pay somebody who's just kind of lazy with their job when there's somebody who truly loves their job i'd rather value that person more i, I value that more and i want to pay him more yeah definitely so um another thing I don't know what we should talk about next. Um, I mean, another thing is, too, is, like, you know, if you're going to start getting it, before you really take the leap for your business, maybe, um, I, I was doing this when, uh, before I went off on my own, I was definitely always buying, like, tools. 
on the side. Actually, like every week or two weeks, I'd just buy like one new drill or something. Um, I was just always like trying to, because I knew eventually I didn't want to work for somebody. I did want to work my own. And, you know, I understood like the things I had to get. So I would just start making small investments in that. Um, or even if it's like, say something bigger, that's more expensive, just taking the small steps before you like quit your job to kind of set yourself up. Um, maybe you don't have like good credit and you want to just start like building your credit up because you need a business loan or something like that. Yeah, like really set the goals out so that you can start to do that. And then, you know, also you don't want to just throw everything away, like throw your job away and just start everything new and just spend all your money on a new business and realize that you don't really like it because sometimes that can happen. Yeah, um, definitely, especially if uh, you're more like a technical worker, you work with your hands, or you just do more manual work. Um, when you throw the bookkeeping and the business part into that job also, you're kind of doubling your workload, except half of it is the work you don't like doing because your old boss always did that. Um, and you might have not, especially contractors, a lot of them don't realize how much the bosses actually do that run a good company. They just see the boss always taking phone calls and such and they're like, oh, this guy, like, he doesn't work, blah, 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 but actually he's doing a lot of business work, which is just a completely different thing. So, um... Yeah, definitely don't just like burn all your bridges and jump ship immediately. Definitely make sure you really love it and understand that you're going to be running a business also. So you got to like research that, look into it. There's a bunch of tax laws, there's LLCs, there's so many different things you got to look into and licensing. So don't like be smart about it. Definitely do your research. And uh, like Lana said, definitely make sure you want to... Um, you really enjoy what you're going to be jumping into and uh and like she said even if you do jump into it you might hate it even if you really loved it before you might just be like i don't want to do this every day this yeah like not as a job yeah i think something also too is like not only do you have to learn a lot in the beginning but you have if you really want to run a successful business you have to continue to learn and i'm thinking about that because really literally has a book next to him called working for yourself because he's constantly reading and researching about how to be running the best type of business and i do the same sorts of things especially around health and fitness i'm constantly trying to learn new things but with cleaning even i look up different ways to do things more effectively i try new products i'll invest still in my business in new ways um, to try to make my quality even better because when the quality is better I can continue to raise my prices like at this point if I'm going to take any new clientele They're going to be have to be paying me more than the clientele. I currently have Yeah, and um, you mentioned like the small investments. I just thought of it um, Honestly, just like learning as much as you can and continuing that learning process like um, I want to said I got this business book right next to me and like all the books I really buy lately all business books because I'm just trying to improve on that and learn as much as I can about it um that's the, like the best investment you can do is just the knowledge yeah because no like, nobody can take that away from you like you'll always like you hear people that are millionaires and then they lose it all but then they get it all back again that's because they were smart and they had all this knowledge they did all this reading they and research and <clears throat> even though they lost the money they didn't lose that knowledge so they're able to just get it back again yeah, like investing in yourself is so important because the business is the business, but at the same time, you are the business. Like you, the knowledge that you have is what people are paying you for. 
Yeah, totally. And uh, obviously, the smarter you are with it, the better you can run your business, the more money you're going to make. And the more you learn your own trade or whatever it is you do, just the more knowledge you learn on that, the greater value you're going to be. Yeah. And I think that value is what can kind of lead us into like how we attract really great clientele is just um, working for people that we realize recognize our value. Yeah, totally. I've definitely realized a lot of all my clientele that I really enjoy working for and really good also really successful and I can tell they kind of have the same mindset with me with a lot of things, mainly just like their whatever they do for work, a lot of them aren't um, self-employed, a lot of them work for people still, but they still value their time so much and um, I can see that they value me more too. So it's just nice working for, with people that really value your time. And again, like the more knowledge you have and the more you can provide for them and just give them a great experience for whatever they're hiring you for or paying you for, or even if they're just coming into your storefront and they just have, a, it's a really pleasant visit and they can tell you're knowledgeable on whatever you're selling. Yeah, like a nice coffee shop. Like yeah. they really know like about roasts and stuff. Like I don't know anything about that, but if you go in a place like that, it's like I don't mind spending uh, more than $5 on a black coffee or Yeah, if, you know, if they're going to like break it down to me and they're just like they care about it. Yeah, they just got that passion like I was saying before. Somebody that's more passionate about it and just you could tell like even we actually talk about our chiropractor. He's definitely like this guy knows Shout out to Dave. <laughs> he knows the body inside and out and he definitely just goes home and I don't know if for sure he does this but I'm sure he does he just goes home and just researches more stuff about the body and stuff because it's yeah. like but you could tell how passionate and how much he loves it he knows yeah, yeah. and it's just like all it's an awesome experience going there because you got somebody that truly cares and it's like you know you're willing to pay them more than somebody that just doesn't really give a shit yeah, and that kind of all, I mean, it all kind of ties in together because it is about recognizing your value and not saying yes to clients that you don't want to work for. If you go in and you realize that they're not going to appreciate you, and maybe you don't realize that the first, you know, time or a couple times, but over time you realize that you're not really a good fit. I think, though, that you can generally tell if you go and meet someone for the first time. I think it's really important just to see if you're going to work well with each other. That's even like for me with health coaching. Or yoga, I'm not going to pick up a client that I just feel like, you know, someone else would suit them better. Yeah, um, totally. I've definitely gotten estimates and, you know, I could just tell it's not going to work with me and the person. Like, yeah. <laughs> at all. Um, just like either like just conditions or the work. I could tell like, you know, I can basically already tell if somebody values me as yeah, much as I do or not. It's exactly. It's definitely just a vibe. And like if our vibes like aren't cool i'm i'm not gonna like do the work it's just not it, we both me and the client both lose on it um in the end it's just not gonna be good so i definitely do all like my estimates in person and just but again that only really applies to like contractors and people doing more like gig work where you're yeah like very personal work yeah um but definitely like on a bigger scale if you were someone like running a larger business it would, if you know whoever you're gonna hire to be like the salespeople, you know, you got to make sure their vibe is cool. Yeah, that's another, I mean, even just hiring people in general is, I mean, we. it's definitely really tricky. Yeah, um, I, I That's for people. any business. Yeah, I hired a few people and then I realized I didn't like having to 
be a boss for other people. I mean, I feel like I did a pretty decent job, but I just didn't really enjoy spending the extra time on that. So that was something where I had to like think about, am I gonna make this a really large scale business or am I just gonna keep it on a very small personal scale? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, my thing with it too is like, I mean, I got somebody now with me and I've had other people work with me and I, I've been like crew leaders before and stuff. And um, one of my issues is I just feel everybody is an idiot. It's very few times that <laughs> oh my people. God. It's just it's it's true. It's just very few people like I well, feel. They don't care about the work. Yeah, it's it, but it's really hard to find people that to care work about for as you. Much as you do. Well, yeah, I know, but that's I, what I had. You know, yeah. I, when I hired people, they just didn't care about it as much as I did, and I and would be frustrated. That's something you do have to take into account with your business too is nobody's going to work as hard for you for your business as you are because it's your business it's not their business why the fuck are they going to work hard they shouldn't work harder yeah i mean unless like for it. i think it like occasionally you can find a really great worker yeah absolutely and i mean if but you, you do, are going to be the one that cares about your business the yeah. most but i mean if you do find a great worker like that important thing too is to like make sure you guys understand each other really well and you both understand each other's roles like your role yeah. as a boss and their role as your employee even though i mean you still get like close with them and be like really cool with them obviously that's awesome you want to have a good work environment but it's still important to understand like a clear definition between you two like you understand each other's business relationship and um that's definitely just really important because mm -hmm. like you know you get you have an employee even if it's um I had an employee who just overstepped, like, would just try to be communicating with me. Like, anywhere I was, I'd be getting phone calls. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, I understand. Like, the work isn't that complicated. And it just, that was just not pleasant to deal with. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to hire people, too, that's something you got to take into account is, um, you know, just the constant kind of overwatching people too because even if you do get a really good guy you gotta you know when somebody's working hourly or salary some they're gonna have days that they you know aren't putting their full into it which is you know it's all right it's gonna happen but you still gotta make sure you're like staying on top of them and make sure you're, they're still producing the quality work that your business demands like yeah. that you set because i set like a quality standard for my work and there's like if I hire a sub or somebody and like it's not up to my standards, I'm gonna call them the fuck out on it. I'm gonna be like, yo, what the hell? Or even if I have a guy working for me and it's like not, up to, I'm gonna be like, all right, now you gotta redo it because that's not right. I mean, which isn't it a thing, big problem. That's how I learned. I fucked a bunch of shit up and then that's how you learn. That's cool. But you gotta understand if you're gonna hire people, that's something you're gonna have to deal with is watching over their work and probably making them fix it a bunch. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that's just a whole other part of being, like, working for yourself is, like, hiring people. That's just, like, a whole other aspect of running your own business. Yeah. But, um, I feel like we talked quite a bit about everything, you know, yeah. Yeah, the main thing is just, um, be smart about it. Don't, definitely just don't quit your job tomorrow and jump into it definitely do your research and um you know there's just so many books so many good books you can just start reading 
and yeah, learning. and podcasts. Um, we could probably link some down in the description of ones that we've read that have really helped us out. Yeah, totally. Or listen to even just things that are motivational in general. So, yeah, I think if anyone has any questions, of course, reach out. Um, I think we did a pretty good job, though, for our first episode together. That's so exciting. Um, definitely want to do more together in the future. So if we, we could do another one in the future about working for yourself, if we feel like we missed anything. Yeah, um, and we'll definitely do some of the weird things we talk about. Yeah, we definitely have a lot of other podcast ideas that we'll do together coming up. So, um, yeah. Thanks for being on my podcast. I love of course. you. Love you. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Hope you have a great day. You should say, like, Grey Witch out, bitches, at the end of all your podcasts. Okay. Okay. Grey Witch. <laughs> wait. Grey Witch, bitches. No, wait. Peace out, gray witch out bitches. That's what it was. Nice. (laughs)